If you tried to do something and failed, you're vastly better than if you tried to do nothing and succeeded. A nice little quick quip on uh, encouraging people into growth, right? Individual growth. People need growth. People need to be involved in growth. In fact, in human history, great achievements that people and groups of people are acknowledged as good. The lesson is called good works. And the first point is mankind. Within history, from the shovel to space travel, mankind has done some very good works. Sewage systems, refrigeration, computer, air conditioning and heating. Think about the bridges to cross these great, vast bodies of water. Skyscrapers, planes, nuclear, farming advancements. Aren't you glad you're just not using a shovel today? And of course, everything that I think everybody is in constant touch with in our society, plastics. Plastics. When you think of all these achievements, you might also study the failures that led up to those achievements. I think about Adam, Adam and Eve. Prior to going into the garden, or being put into the garden, Genesis 2.15, God required Adam to work. Well, I don't know if he pruned the trees. Did he invent something that helped him prune a tree? I don't know if he picked up fruit, but did he invent something such as a basket to put things in? I don't know. But I have a suspicion that when God said to work, he also said and meant that thinking was involved. Genesis 3.23, Adam is out of the garden, and we know what's going on then. The, the ground is cursed. You're going to uh, earn your wage, your living by the sweat on your back. It's going to be hard work. The, the ground won't produce like it did before. You've got you to till more. So did he, did he invent a shovel? Did he invent a hoe? Did he invent a way to bring water to his area, area of planting? Did he teach his kids what he learned? He lived a long time. I bet he picked up something over that time. And to prove that point, not long after Adam and Eve were created, at least in the time span of things, Egypt had pyramids. They just didn't get there one day. But over time and time and time, thinking, processing, innovating, Mankind was able to figure out how to build these structures to reach a certain point, to move great stones, even to make bricks. Mankind was involved in some good works. 
But sadly, mankind could also mess up their good works with things like slavery. Exodus chapter 1, verses 13 through 14, the Israelites were forced into slavery, were forced into subjection by a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. They were forced to make bricks. They were forced to work. They were forced to do for the people of Egypt that they might have done willingly if they were just paid and treated with respect. So when we look at these pyramids and in certain time frames, these certain pyramids were built, you go, wow, that's neat. But the people in charge had a very selfish attitude, didn't they? Not everything that man creates or works is based on goodness. Some of it's truly about selfishness. Look at me. I'm a great engineer. Look at me. I'm a great architect. Look at me. I've made this to help us with that. And I've made a lot of money from it. So some good works are not done with pure motives, are they? <clears throat> Consider the very liberal theological viewpoints of church organization. Many people believe that the church is man-made. That it's a work of man. That man designed it. And they get to that conclusion all the way back in the first century. And they said, these apostles, they really didn't perform miracles. Jesus is not the Son of God, although he, he existed. But a community got together and decided, we need to make a society that's based on goodness, helping others, love. And so they developed the myth. They developed the idea. They developed church. And we see this in our society today. When you look at churches out there, who love the vote, who love the convention. Let's get together and decide, is this doctrine something we are going to change or we're going to keep? How can they have that mentality? Because they think that this is man-made. And it's a good work. We should love everybody. But it's a work that can change. To design to your will. But the Lord's church, the Lord's church is not a man-made creation, is it? Man had nothing to do with its design. Nothing at all from its organizational aspects to the doctrine 
that we understand and learn. I'm excited about the things that are happening amongst many of the denominations. Because people are making a choice. Are we going to follow this man-made vote? Or are we going to get back to what the Word says? And if they get back to what the Word says, as we know, it leads us to what? Repentance. And repentance leads us to following God's path. And that's not a bad thing, is it? Paul said in Titus, they profess to know God, but they deny Him. How? By their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. So when we deal with mankind, we kind of have mixed feelings, don't we? I sure enjoy a lot of the good works that mankind has done, as I know you are as well. It does provide an ease in life that no one ever had before, in particular our country. But then you look at God kind, if I can play with words a little bit. There's no mixed feelings there at all. Everything about them is good work. Everything. We could definitely talk about God's creation. His treasure, moisture, salvation. And I know you farmers love this. The Lord will open to you His good treasury. This is coming out of Deuteronomy 28 through 30, talking about blessings and curses. If you follow me, O Israelites, I will bless you. If you don't, I will curse you so that I can bring you back into a better relationship with me. The Lord will open to you His good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. Deuteronomy 28.12 Have you ever thought of rain as a treasure? I bet when it's dry and parched and you need it, you suddenly go, Oh, this is refreshing. This is what the land needs. Well, guess what? You didn't create it. That's God's work. He's giving to you. Jesus defends himself by his works. Do you call that? As they sought to stone him in John chapter 10, because he claimed to be equal with God, as God. Why do you want to stone me, he asked. What good work have I done that would cause you to want to stone me? And they said, it's not for any good works, but you claim to be the Son of God. Well, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I do. For no one can do the kind of works that I do unless he's connected to God. John chapter 9, the healing of the man born blind. Have you ever heard of such a thing? It's amazing. He was with his disciples, and the disciples asked, Jesus, what did this man do? 
or his parents do that would cause him to be born blind? He didn't do any sin, and they didn't do any sin that would cause him to be born blind. He was born blind so that the works of God may be seen through me as I heal this man born blind. God shares his works. Jesus shares his works with mankind to show his goodness, his good works, that he is somebody we need to follow. Peter spoke about God's mighty works. Men of Israel, Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. God has a powerful list of good works and none of them are bad. Titus chapter 3. Verses 4 through 6, part of the scripture reading that Bill gave us this morning. But when the goodness and the loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness. Anybody ever thought that my works of righteousness are going to get me to heaven? People think that. It's not true. It all comes because of the goodness of God. His good works. Think about it. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy. His own mercy is at work in our lives to save us. His mercy allowed us to have this washing of regeneration. That's not a work done that we can earn salvation. It's not a work done that we can earn anything. It's an obedience to His offering of mercy. His good works. By the washing of regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through who? Jesus Christ, our Savior. Everything about Jesus, everything about their plan is a good work. It was meant to bring about mercy, to bring about grace, The third point, church kind. Again, I'm playing with words there. I think we can understand this point, at least from my thoughts, from a, a view of creation. Biblically, there are two forms of creation. The first is the physical. We know that in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created. 
the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Without Him, nothing was created, made, or had been, that had been made. God created the world. But there's another form of creation that Scripture speaks about. It's the creation of a new man. It's the creation that comes because we repented. It's the creation that allows us the opportunity to go to heaven and be with God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as the result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Now, if you are created to do something and you're not doing it, What does that say about you? Because our creation changed us into a different person. We are no longer enslaved to sin anymore. But workers of righteousness... For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. He didn't make it up as he went along. He said, aha, these people are going to change. They're going to turn to me. They're going to follow me. I got some things ready for them to do. And they need to be about doing it. That we should walk in them. We were created for a purpose. We were created for a purpose. Parents, you had kids. Any of you not expect your kids to be involved in the things that benefit the household? Or do your kids get to run wild and do anything they want to? And you're just going to pay their way the whole time. Boy, that doesn't sound like a way to bring up kids. Well, guess what? We're adopted children of God through Jesus Christ in his household called the church. He doesn't have us walking around wanting us to walk around doing nothing thinking, Hey! I'm all that. He has work for us to do. And that work involves things that he had pre-planned for us as the body of Christ. The church kind, the people of the church, the Lord's church, which is not man-made, is designed for a purpose. If you got to take out the trash in his church, Take out the trash. If you got to wash the dishes in his church, 
wash the dishes. If you got to paint the ceiling, get a good ladder. But we're about doing things in his household as his children for his purpose. And it's good. These are good works. Titus 3.8 The saying is trustworthy and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to do what? Devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Son, daughter, you need to learn to listen to me when I give you instruction. Why, Dad? Because when you get out there and you got a boss that wants you to do something, you better be willing to do it. God speaks. Children, I need you to be about the business that I have for you. Why, Dad? Because it's what's best. It's what's best. Dorcas, Acts chapter 9, and I'm coming to a close. Full of good works and charity, she died. They exhibited her, her, her uh, the things she made, cloth and stuff like that. And Peter came and raised her from the dead through God. My question to you is, do you think she continued in good works? after she was raised from the dead? Do you think she retired? She kept going. She kept going. The ultimate purpose of mankind who become church kind is not to glorify ourselves selfishly, but to glorify God. As Matthew said, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your Father 